I do that brings Jesus to life before mortal men is what I share with you. Is the secret of the kingdom. And if you are a member of this church now, between now and eight days remaining for this year to be ended, make sure you comply. I will together now. I see a future that people have to run to catch up. I see a crowd of people flock into CFT from all over the world. I see people traveling from their nations like you go for holiday and coming into this house for what God is doing. And I see some of them come and refuse to go and they remain in this city. They move into this country because of what God is doing in Christ's tabernacle. Now, I say that to say this, that you who have been here should be people that they will ask, what has the apostle been teaching you? And you bring out your pad and share with them what I've been teaching you. If you cannot do that and you come here every week, let me ask you, why? You don't do a thing in life without a purpose. Let me help you know this. A church that cannot affect your spirit, your soul, and body should not exist. A church that only directs his speech towards your spirit, your spirit, your spirit, your spirit, is not a church of Christ. This week you read about Jesus when they were hungry, the first time he fed 5,000, the second time he fed 4,000, isn't it? So you see, you are not, you didn't read it, some of you. You see people who read it, they are not in their head. You read about the, the chapter 4 of Mark, which talks about the parables of Jesus, didn't you? You see yourself now. And chapter 5 talks about the miracles, isn't it? Okay. Jairus and the woman with the issue of blood, you remember? And chapter 9 talks about the boy in the town who was brought in, who, had, who, had, who was demon-possessed, isn't it? You read it again. Now, if you have not, you cannot say yes to what I'm saying, and you are part of this house, come on, repent. Am I talking? We're going into a new year, which is different from other years. They call this year, this coming year, leap year. And God told me it will be the year of new beginning. And God told me that it will begin from Great Britain as the prime minister there now will be the prime minister. He said that Boris Johnson will rule the country. I was standing here two Sundays before election and told you that, remember I told you my friend is going to win again. And I said, go and check the tape. I said, it is settled. It cannot be altered. I, was stand, I watched that video. I was standing there when I said it. Because God said to us that next year will be the year of new beginnings. Not only in Great Britain. You will see the publication I have made on some prophetic God has given us for new year. The Lord told me that some juggernauts of Satan will be overthrown in different nations. A new order of things will commence. People who have sat and believed that I am not movable by anybody, anything, the power of heaven will shake shake them. It will remove them by force, by fire. Do you know why? Because it is a time of new beginnings. And God told us that when you see January happen in, 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 in England, it is, you confirm that what I've said to you is going to happen. 
Within October and December, four times I told you that your election has been decided and this is the man who will rule over you. And I told you too, it hasn't got to do with party, it has to do with God. Because there are some things, there are some blunders England have entered into. For the mercy of God, for England to attain the mercy of God, those things have to be undone. Okay? Because those things are such that evil and immorality have been legalized. And it provokes God to anger. A nation that does that is in the fire line of disaster. A bitter disaster that has no mercy with it. But God has marked Great Britain for revival. So he had to do something that man had not seen. To put power in the hand of somebody who will hear him and he will tremble. That is the cabinet you have seen now. So God made the cabinet that they, are, they, they cannot be contested. It's different from what your politics will believe. I can tell you what will happen after this, this government. Because God began to speak to me about that about two days ago. And when God began to speak to me, I spoke to one of your members who has destiny in the next cabinet. And told him the person he should get closer to. Because he will be in the next cabinet. He's in this church. Now let me say this to you. When I tell you things that will happen in the global map and they do happen, how do you feel? How do you feel? I know one of the things you feel is that you are proud of me. Yes, of course. Because you can stand before people and say that my apostle is a man of God. And they argue with you, you say, he prophesied about this, he happened, he prophesied about this, he happened, he prophesied about this, he said this and he happened, and blah, 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 blah. But you know something? What God wants you to do, as you are going to the end of the year, is this. He wants you to love him as I do. Thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your soul. So that... Not only Apostle Williams. You read in this week when the disciples reported to Jesus Christ that there are some people casting out devil in your name. And Jesus said to them, why not? He who is not against us is with us. God wants you to follow my footsteps. That is what a disciple is. So that you can do the things that you see me do. Right in my lifetime. So that you can manifest all what heaven are placed inside you. So that if I see in parts of God, you can see another part. And when we shall bring together part sites, we'll have a whole site. That is the purpose of church. Church is not a place to come every Sunday. Hey, hey. When it's over, all what you earn on earth is gone. I was, I stood Pastor Ajay up in New Cross now. For two days I've been thinking of his father, who was my spiritual father. He was my pastor for 20 years when I was young. And when he was dying, he handed over his son to me. Now he's with me here. I would hear the now. And I remembered in those days when I looked at my dad in his 60s, and he looked so old to me. I told my son, 
I always thought that when people are 50, they are very old. And I, when my father was in his 60s, his whole hair was gray. And my father was preparing his exit at the age of 70. Because his father died at 70. And I told my son that I've crossed that bar now and I look like I'm young. However, God brought to my reflection that the people I used to know then have gone. And I calculated my years and numbered the days remaining for me. That the time will come if Jesus tarry, I was telling my son, I will be gone. And you, those of you who are children to me now, you will be in the place I am today. Are we together? And you know, all my degrees I've got, with the one I've just registered to begin now. <laughs> yes, I have. I've told you that for, for reading, we will read until grave, in the grave my dead body is reading. Okay? Because this nation needs it. I've been telling you in CFT, I'm preparing you for a government to come. The government has come. In England. And one of you, one of the young people here, I was very, very impressed by God. When I was sharing with him last week that, hey, you did, what did you study? You did your master's degree in law. He said, yes. What law? He said, international law. I said, now, what are you doing with this government? And he said, oh, that I'm writing about WTO. I said, good boy. I am writing about WTO because we are going into WTO now. I'm already writing, looking at what the prime minister is saying and as a student of WTO, writing about WTO, what does it mean? So that when the, the government will take decision on how we are going, I can give my advice to help the current government. And he told me that he had been writing on policy, on guards. If you did WTO, you will understand what I'm saying. And I said to him, I will exchange my write-offs with you. Because he's going from one person to the other to inquire. I would get that. So I told you that for some years I'm preparing you for a government that is coming. The government has come. And this time, every reading you have been reading will become useful. In this government, CFT will prosper. Amen. Not by prayer, but by what God had established us pre-government coming. When I move, you move. When I spoke, you heard and you listened. Now, the time has come for the Shadrach, the Meshach, Abednego, and Daniel to manifest from among you. At least I can tell about two or three people in this church writing policies for the government. Okay? As I've encouraged you to go to school, you did. I encourage you to read more, you did. Sometimes you read so many that you are thinking that what will I do with all this you are bringing them together now. It is our time to rule. I cannot hear you. Okay. However, do you know that all these certificates that we have earned, the day we die, it cannot be buried with us. We need it for earthly realm to prove God is faithful. So that fools don't rule while the wise are walking barefooted. That is why we study. The Bible commands us to do so. Study to show yourself. Approved workman. You have to study to be approved. So we study. 
We do everything in our power not to humiliate God. So that when they, when they put people together in our department to promote them, we will be relevant. We are not praying for magic. We earn it by labor. So, prophecy is the we walk. We have attained that. And if any one of you is listening to me who is uh, not following, when I start my curriculum in January, you will follow. I will together. However, having helps you to boost your, your ambition in life, that anyone in this church who follows me cannot have a small dream. And you cannot have dream and infatuate. That is, everyone who follows me have dream, they have the zeal, they have the ability, they have the desire to make their dream happen. I have raised you beyond fear of Satan or demons. Nobody fear devil who follow me. I raise you beyond fasting for what you should faith. And faithing for what you should walk. I help you understand the role of fasting and prayer is intimacy with God. The role of positioning and promotion on earth is earning it. So, I have brought you to the place whereby I remove my foot from the pedal you are running by yourself. And I'm happy about that. However, there is something yet we both need to join together into. That is the spiritual race. If you look at me, if I am balancing my intellectual race and academic race with my spiritual race, there is something yet for you to achieve. And that is to balance with me in the spiritual of God, that your Christianity is not a word of mouth, but a manifestation of your person. You don't tell people you are Christian, you show you are Christian. People don't have to be confused who you are because when they see your fruit, they know who you are. As it is that if anybody come, come, you know, mess about with you, you bring out a certificate, they shut up. So also, you bring out your manifestation and Satan will shut up. You bring out your manifestation and people will not ask that who, who are Christians by the way. What is it to be a Christian? Because they can see the fruit in you. That is what I'm talking about today. For the rest of this week, Change your cap. In this church, thank God, we are not people who pray for pr- promotion, 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 promotion. I don't have business with that. When promotion comes, I prophesy it and it happened. But it happened because you have the bedrock for it to happen. You prophesy to a woman, you know, a marriage that, that, should, be, that should be fruit of the womb in the marriage. Number one, there must be peace in that home. And then the husband and the wife must meet together. Because prophecy does not manufacture baby and put in woman's womb. So also, in this house, I have brought you to the place where in the physical, you have nothing to fear. Alright? Now, I want you to follow me to the corridor of heaven. I will get there now. This morning, briefly, I'm going to share with you. And the things that I'm going to share with you anchors around the things that hinder Christians from manifesting God. 
What can happen that a Christian will go to church regularly and yet he cannot manifest God? And what can can you do that will change the tide? (laughs) And I call that topic living in the liberty of the Holy Spirit. That's the topic of today. Living in the liberty of the Holy Spirit. I wanted to make sure you write down. I know you are great listeners in this house. And I'm very happy with you. Because people who listen and write, when they leave the meeting, they ponder on the things and they grow by them. The first thing that you must remember is this. This, during this week, we were, yesterday we were here for the Christmas carol. Yes? Good. And we're talking about Jesus, isn't it? Good. We sang about Jesus, isn't it? I can't hear you, yes. Even if you did not come, say yes. Why, why are you, at least you join everybody to say yes. Not that you came, but that you agree with their yes. Amen? Come on, let me show you this. And I told you one of the scriptures that intrigues me most is the book of Isaiah, the prophecy of Isaiah about Jesus Christ. There shall be no more gloom for those who are in darkness when Jesus comes. Chapter 9. However, I want to say to you that the coming of Jesus answers you these rights that I want to talk about. The first thing is that it says no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. Write it down. No condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Once you have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, no condemnation for you. But let me ask you, is it everybody who come to church have accepted Jesus? No. I will show you those who are born again in this lecture and those who are not born again. If you find yourself in the camp of not born again, you better accept you before you leave this meeting. Coming to church for 10 years, 30 years doesn't make you safe. I want to show you something here. That's what just says, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Look at the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 1 to verse 4. Shall we read it together please? We have four. Hey stop, this is the cathedral, isn't it? I'm sure we are warm. Yep. Now read it loud. Stop. I can't hear the vibes from the back there. I cannot hear vibrations from that back here. Those of those of you are backbenchers. I can see some of you need to join the men's choir. Brother? Brother, what's your name? The one at the last seat there. With glasses, you are looking back. What is your name? <laughs> eh? Brother Adroma. Brother Tommy. Tom. Toby, T-O-B-I. And your name, brother? The next one beside you. Eh? Pelumi, stand up. <laughs> the two of you. I want to hear you say, Toby. Say it loud. Eh? Can you hear that? It's a bass voice. <laughs> now you say, Pelumi now. Ah, it's a tenor. Both of you join the choir next year. Put your hands together for them. 
baritone boys, guys. You are going to jam with me, okay? We are going to jam together. Let me your ears for a few minutes. Some of us need to be helped to walk. And I will help you walk. <laughs> it's not only boxing I will teach you next year, but I will get you into music. For we wrestle not against. But boxers don't wrestle flesh and blood. They wrestle punch, punching bag. <laughs> Good. We'll do it together next year. Look at this scripture. It says, therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are what? Are you in Christ Jesus? Amen. Amen. So they are not condemned. Before I read the next line to you, if a Christian feels condemned, therefore, something is wrong. Because you are feeling what is not for you. Isn't it? Condemnation comes by guilt, isn't it? The word condemnation is a word that is legal. It is a consequence of a pronouncement of a judge because of the, um, you know, I want to be a little bit watered down so that we can really hear it. When somebody is guilty, then the judge pronounces him condemned, correct? Yes? So, if the Bible says there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, and we understand that condemnation is a guilt, it's a consequence of a guilt. Alright? Number one. We need to understand, therefore, the word condemnation cannot be used by the Bible if it did not arise from laws. I would together. If you are not if you don't understand what I'm saying, raise your hand and I will repeat myself. I said the word condemnation is a legal word. When someone goes before a judge and he's pronounced guilty, okay, then that con- person is condemned. Correct? The conscience of that person will be condemned before the judge because he knew that he had done wrong. Correct? Yes, sir. So if the Bible says there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, certainly... The word condemnation, therefore, must be subject to a bridge of laws. That is the reason why the next verse says, Shall I read it together, please? Next verse. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit of life set me free from the law of So, therefore, the Bible therefore explains further that the condemnation that I'm talking about arose because of a particular law which is classified the law of sin and death, which is the law that rules over all before we are born again. Do we get it now? Yes, sir. However, it also reveals to us the justification that we got from our past condemnation. In our past life, when we are not born again, we stood condemned before Jesus. And the scripture says... During that time, we were subject to the law of sin and death. However, through Christ Jesus, we have been set free from condemnation by the law of spirit 
of life. And that spirit is capital letter spirit, which means the Holy Spirit. That is why I say living in the liberty of the Holy Spirit. So, a Christian is not condemned. However, a man may be free, but still have the guilt of condemnation in his life. When you are set free by the judge and you go, and somebody committed a crime and they said, you have never committed one before, your, your track record appears that you're a good boy, so we're going to give you a suspended sentence, which means don't do it for 18 months. But that person loves to do those things. Anytime he wants to do it, he has this fear that if I do it and I'm caught, if I do it and I'm caught. And if he did it and there are cameras there, he lives with a perpetual condemnation when no one has really caught him. So a Christian who continues to live a life of condemnation is because there, is, there are some sins in your life that you decide to succumb to. There are some attitudes in your life that you decide not to, to, to leave behind. There are some ways of life in your life that you think that you can still be a Christian, but however, you can still be living in that life. And so, when you come to the house of God, you hear the word of truth, you feel condemned. Whereas, there's no condemnation for you. Which means these are condemnation that you have afflicted yourself by. However, if anybody walks in condemnation, you will attract the spirit that roots over the air. No wonder some Christian can be easily afflicted and oppressed by the devil. We will look at this scripture to verse 4. Look at verse 5. It says, For what the law was powerless to do, in that it was weakened by the flesh, by the sinful nature, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful man to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in sinful man. So instead of sin that condemned you and I, Jesus came in the flesh and condemned the sin in the sinful man so that you and I can be free from the condemnation of sin. And so, the next verse. Shall we read that together? Let me help you understand this. You know there are two laws he mentioned. The law of sin and death and the law of life. Spirit of life. Now, this one says in verse 3 that Jesus Christ came in the flesh wrestle with sin and condemn sin that have condemned men so that men who come into jesus are free from condemnation however for you and i to meet the requirement of this the law of spirit of life we must be cleansed of our sins so jesus did that so that the righteous requirement of the law of spirit of life the law of spirit of life requires righteousness. And that righteousness could be only met in Christ Jesus so that what we are powerless to do, we could not deliver ourselves from sin. He came and he broke the power of sin. He condemned sin and set the sinners free so that the righteous requirement of God, which mortal man from Adam could not meet unto Jesus, is now made available free for those who believe in him. Glory be to God in the highest. There is a song that we sing. 
I think you have it in English. It says, let me interpret it. He said, What a wisdom of God! How awesome and great is the wisdom of God when man fell. He says, God Himself came to the fight. And gave himself a ransom for many. So that God's eternal, original, eternal plan can be fulfilled. God created man eternally to be him his own. Satan corrupted man and then God took over the flesh of man. So that he can destroy the power of Satan. Only on those who believe in him. What a wonderful God. This scripture says, in order that the righteous requirement of the law of spirit might be fully met in us, who what? Read, read, read from that comma. Who do not? Yes. Read that again. So therefore, if a Christian lives according to a sinful nature, he goes back under condemnation. That's what he's telling you. In law, we call that, that the statement is qualified. The righteousness is given, but it's qualified. That means, qualified means it has a condition to fulfill. That is when the word is qualified. When you read a statement in law, okay, if that statement is qualified, you have to know that that statement is not applicable to all. You have to understand the qualification to strictly know the application of the statement. Are you together with me now? The righteous requirement of God is met in those who believe. However, haven't you received that by automatic reception after you born again? For you to continue to live in that justification, you cannot live according to the sinful nature. So if you say you are a Christian and your brain is sinful, your nature is sinful, you always do what you think, not what the Bible says, you will still live under condemnation. And the affliction will afflict you. Fasting and prayer cannot deliver you. Because demons do fast. I don't know who even gives them food. <laughs> Hallelujah. However, if a Christian therefore had been set free, he must remain free. If a Christian live according to the mindset of the old, he will be condemned. All these matters of people thinking, you know, I said in the new cross, uh, some people are saying that, look at how she's looking at me. It's because you don't have work to do. That's why somebody's looking at you and you're interpreting their look. Someone look at you, someone watch your business. You two look somehow. How can you look at somebody's face, for God's sake, and say, or oh, infer what she's thinking? Are you God? Who knows the heart of man? 
What about if that person just had a problem and is carrying the problem on the face and you greet the person he did not greet you, he did not ignore you because he can't can see you. Instead of you to have compassion in your heart, which a saint of God you have, you have condemnation in your heart, which is your flesh. And you condemn an innocent person. And then flesh will take you over and you will begin to react according to flesh to an innocent person before God. And you will become a slave or under the devil. Because all the time you are misbehaving to her, she never knew she offended you because she did not even recognize that you greeted her. A man of the spirit don't behave that way. You cannot live according to flesh anymore. Someone said this about me. Someone said this about me and then you retaliate. You are gone. Gone. I see it. I am helping you guys to be reading, reading, reading because maybe if I occupy you with books, you will be free from all this nonsense thinking. People who have nowhere to go, they are the ones who think like that. Somebody slapped me, I must retaliate in the public. Somebody who has some good thing before him, when they slap him in the public, he just rubs his face and he runs away. He won't say, I, I will flex my muzzle. Haven't heard that they are shaking people with knife and all stuff like that. That is not your fear. But the fact is that you slap me. If a very rich man parks his, his car somewhere and he walks and you slap him, he will just walk away. Because he has more to live for. Are we together now? Your mindset should change. Once you are born again, to continue to live in liberty of God, you have to put behind you everything that is flesh in you, earthly in you. I will read this to you in the Bible right now. Satan is happy when a man lives by flesh. Demons will quickly occupy him and develop it more, develop it more. Especially somebody who go to church, who went to church last Sunday. And before you know it, they have taken you too far. A Christian fighting. Can you imagine you are fighting with somebody, an apostle, enter the place. I'm sure that you will turn your back as if you are not the one fighting. Anything they are saying, you will answer. <laughs> and there are some of you that though you won't answer, when your apostles didn't see you and he goes back again, you say, hey, I, I, according to what you are doing. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Satan will not rob you. Amen. To live in liberty of the spirit, you must not walk according to flesh. All of you, my youth, I want you to follow me strictly. You have a better tomorrow than us. Okay? Having said that to you, I have about more, just 10 more minutes and I'm finished. If you look at the next thing is this. We are talking about liberty in the spirit, isn't it? Number two, you have been set free. Galatians 5.1 It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourself be yoked with burden again, be burden again by the yoke of slavery. Tell somebody I'm free. I'm free. I can't hear you. Over there I can't hear you. Look at you. I am free. Say I'm free. free. Uh huh. Thank you. Do you know something? Jesus, God Himself, He did not become flesh for you who believe in Him to be bound. That is why they bound him. They led him to slaughter. 
They punished him and he was looking. He would have stopped them if he wanted. The one who commanded the blind to see, he can command the eyes to be blind. The one who commanded the lame to walk, he can command a, 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 a person that is walking to be lame and he'll be lame. But why did Jesus accept the insult? Why did Jesus accept the beating? Why did Jesus accept the crown? Why did Jesus accept to be bound? Is it not because of you and I? So that everything that was done to him, man cannot do it with us. Satan cannot do it with us. He took our place on the cross. And yet some people are still preaching that people who are free are bound. I can't understand. Well, I think I do. They are possessed of the devil on pulpits. Written many books on people who are born again, why they should be, they should be bound. I was reading in a mark, mark, mark this week. Did you know when Jesus Christ said, Some will come to me in the last days and say, I prophesied in your name, I healed in your name, I cast out demons in your name. Those are the three things mentioned by Jesus. He said, And I will say, I know you not. So he talked of false prophets. People who always go for those who prophesy, prophesy. Jesus said, But their prophecy he doesn't know. I cast out demons in your name. Deliverance minister is not in heaven. Then, healing evangelist, it does not exist in heaven. Hello. I thank the book of Mark because eventually Mark said, uh, 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 yeah, Mark said it at the end in 16. He said, this time we follow them who believe. They will, they will, in my name, they will cast out devil. They will heal the sick. He didn't say to healing evangelist or deliverance minister. He said, those who believe, you who believe. You can cast out devils, you can heal the sick, but that does not take you to heaven. Because Jesus said, they will come and say, I prophesied in your name, all of you can prophesy. First Corinthians chapter 14 says so. All of you can cast out demons. Mark chapter 16 verse 17, 18. It says so. All of you can heal the sick. And then he said, I will say, I know you not, not for your works. He will say, he said, because by their fruits, you know them. The fruits is what I'm telling you. A Christian who does not behave worldly is the fruit. Do you want to know the vogue? You are the vogue. When you dress and you look at yourself in your mirror and you are sensible, then you are the vogue. But when you dress and you look at yourself in the mirror, you look like a masquerade. You are unvoked. You look like a mutilated man. You are unvoked. Perforated your body, punched them, pierced them, and recklessly. You are not the vogue. That is a man under torment. You know why people do things like that? Because they have low self-esteem. And they believe that they have to do some radical things to make themselves known. In CFT, no. It is by your quality inside you that you are known. You read well, you are known. If you are a professional, you are a professional in that field to, uh, uh, to the extreme. Then you are known. Not by punching your head and face and mutilating your body. And when you grow older, because of your, the way you, you misbehaved in your skin, bleaching your body, you have cancer. And then you are telling the church to pray for cancer. No, church, you don't pray for that. They just pray for people like that. As time endures, seed time, harvest time shall not cease. The way you lay your bed, you sleep on it. 
Satan will not rob me. That Jesus says, for freedom, let me read to you John 8. John chapter 8, 31. To the Jews who had believed in him, <clears throat> Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth you know will what? Set you free. And in verse 36, he says, So if the Son sets you free, you are what? Free indeed. I will talk to you about that in the new year. The word indeed is a legal word. Absolute. Alfred is free indeed. What about you? Say it loud. Hey, say it very louder. You know what we have just said? If you are free indeed, you have decided to raise a standard against the devil. Alright? Because the word free has to do with slavery. Okay? It's either a man is free or he's bound. So, if you are really free, what that means is that you will agree with Jesus with the word of God and turn your back at the devil and never look back. That is being free indeed. If you look back to your former captor, what happens to you? He binds you again. If somebody look back and he's bound, what can set him free? Look forward again and you are free. No prayer. A Christian who said, This my anger has come again. You you are claiming bad things. It's like saying that this my stupidity has come again. This my foolishness has come again. You, if you know that you have been foolish and you have, you are claiming foolishness as a partner, when you mis, when you misbehave, what's your destiny? Peril. Peril. You cannot, you cannot associate yourself with evil, okay, and justify your art by being an associate a party of evil. Because you are walking to your own peril by your very hand. And many people do that, and they will run in their task looking for deliverance and saying that some witches are somewhere. You are the witch doing yourself. Which witch? Which witch? Did Jesus not tell you to go and preach to the witch? Is that also? So, a Christian who is afraid of witches, is he born again? I doubt it. If he's born again, he is born again, he has said that he doesn't know about Jesus. You see, that scripture says, to the Jews who have known him, the Jews who believed in him, what did he say? If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. So who is a Christian in this house? It is somebody who holds to the teachings of Jesus Christ. In Mark, we read it, Jesus came to the temple, he was speaking, and demons manifested. He divided the man from demons. That is a believer. For you. So, if you are a Christian and you don't know the teachings of Jesus, how will you obey it? This week we have read about his teachings as a church. Tomorrow we continue to read. If you don't have the publication on Bible, when you leave here, don't go home. Go to that reception and tell them, unless you give what apostle publish, publish today I'm not going. And they will give you. By force, by fire, take your rights. Take your rights. Hello? Uh-huh. You must follow the teachings of Jesus to be a disciple. 
A disciple is not somebody who does his will, as far as I'm concerned. You are not concerned anymore. Once you follow somebody, he is, as far as he is concerned, for me to do this and sin. Last, this month we read about Joseph, isn't it? We ended up into Joseph this month in Genesis. And Joseph had opportunity to sin, to sleep with Potiphar's wife, isn't it? And he said, for me to do this and sin against the Lord, I will not. However, did you know that when Joseph now passed the test... And Joseph now was promoted by God because he did not deny God. You know, people always talk about from palace, from prison to palace. But they never tell us that it is faithfulness that took him there. Righteousness paved way for him. They don't tell many people that. They just talk as if that from prison you can just jump like this and enter palace. Go and check them in prison. They give maximum prison. Whether they can jump to palace like that. <laughs> Hello, but when you read, you remember when you read the life of that Joseph. At the end of it, the person that Joseph now had to marry, the, when Joseph was now promoted, he now became the boss of Potiphar, isn't it? Yes, sir. And the woman who wanted to commit adultery with him became his servant. Excuse me. How would you think that woman would think when Joseph had been promoted? He lied against Joseph and he took him to prison. You know, she will not sleep every day. Waiting for the day that Joseph will be vindictive. Isn't it? But that day never came. However, because Joseph is a true follower of Jesus. I will together now. And the person that Joseph married, Potiphar. Go and check it now. Potiphar and Potiphar. Are they not... <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Listen to me. You better follow Jesus so that you get to your destination quick. Rather than following the world and never reach where you're going. Let me read to you now, and we will explain that from tomorrow. We are going to Jesus' name now from tomorrow. So therefore, what we are saying here is very simple. Number one, I told you, no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. Number two, you have been set free. Number three, you cannot continue to think like the world do. And then we'll we'll look tomorrow at that. And then the state of the world today, we'll look at it from the scripture. Then we'll look at, you should put off the old self. Alright? And then we'll look at, you are different. Tomorrow night, Jesus' seminar. Monday night at 7. Tuesday night at 7. And on Wednesday is Christmas service here. But it's necessary for you to know who Jesus is. Someone says, the apostle, what inform your boldness? Simple, this is it. But let me read this scripture to you from the book of Romans. We are going to look at this critically. Understand, therefore, that the people, those who believe that they are believers, cannot continue to think or live like the world do. Write it down, Ephesians 4, 17 to 19. I will just read it. So I tell you this, and insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do, how do the Gentiles do? He says, in the futility of their thinking. <clears throat> futility of their thinking. 
The word futile or futility means pointlessness or uns you know or uselessness. Be thinking uselessly. That is to be reckless in thinking. It says in verse 18, they have darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of their ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Verse 19 says, having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so that as to indulge in every form of every kind of impurity with a continual lust for more. And that will take us to the book of Romans chapter 1. And I read from verse 21. How does the world think? Watch this. For although they knew God, the world knew God everywhere now they are celebrating Christmas. Isn't it? However, they neither glorified Him as God nor gave thanks to Him. But their thinking became futile. Now look at this futile thinking. It repeats itself again and let's look at it. They became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. So anybody who is futile in reasoning, his heart will be darkening, he will be foolish. Although they claim to be wise, but they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God with images made to look like mortal man and birds and animals and reptiles watch this therefore god gave them over to sinful desire of their hearts to sexual immorality or impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another that's talking about sexual immorality now let us see what does that what what did the bible explain about this sexual immorality degrading of bodies to one another verse 25 they exchanged the truth of god for a lie and worship and serve created things rather than creator who is forever to be praised because of this god gave them to shameful loss watch this even their women exchange natural relationship to uh, for an unnatural one and that's talking about lesbianism straight away in the same way, the men also abandon natural relationship with women and we are inflamed with loss for man like them. Men committed indecent acts with other men and received the, to in, them, to in themselves the due penalty for their perversion. This is homosexuality. And God promised here punishment for it, penalty. There is a penalty to pay for those, this, this, those acts. Furthermore, since they, they did not think it, 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 it did, did not think it worthwhile to remain to retain the knowledge of God, He gave them over to a depraved mind to do what ought not to be done. A man changing his sex to a woman, woman changing their sex to men, only for them to wake up one day in maturity and discover that what have I done to myself, which we are seeing now in our society. However, the evil that evil not legalized. I think those who legalize it are heartless. When we talk about child abuse, they are the one abusing children. How can you teach a child, a, a child, or allow a child who has not got to the age of reasoning to change his gender? That is a wicked law from the pits of hell. It came from Satan and nothing more than that. 
But the Bible says that people will be given to that because they have denied God in their thinking. However, watch this. Verse 29. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness. Watch this. Greed. Is there anybody in church who has greed? Mark it. Depravity. They are full of envy. Do you have envy in yourself? The same spirit that walks through all this sexual immorality walks through envy. It's the same spirit that walks in man, malice. It's the same spirit that walks in man, murder, strife, envy, deceit, and malice. <coughs> they are gossips. Any Christian engaged in gossip, the same spirit that walks in these homosexuals and all the evil that is mentioned walks in those who are gossips. Slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, boastful. They, 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 they invent ways of doing evil. They, are, they disobey their parents. They are senseless, faithless, heartless, ruthless. This same Lucifer who made people worship idols is working all this. So if you are a Christian, as for, as for said, and you find yourself in all this conduct, Satan is ruling over you. He is messing up your life. You cannot say you belong to the righteous God and then be operating under the direction of the devil who is an antichrist. He says in verse, verse 31, they are senseless, faithless, heartless, ruthless. They do anything they think they like. Although they knew God's righteous decree, they may be coming to church. And those uh, and, uh, that, that they knew that God's righteous decree is that those who do such things deserve death. As I'm even reminding you, they not only continue to do those, these very things, but also approve of those who practice them. Come on now. That shouldn't be your portion. You must call a spade a spade. You cannot continue in sin and expect grace to abound. If you find yourself in this camp, get out from among them. Nobody is your friend who will inspire you to do devil's things, man. Look at me. Have you seen me carry guns in England? Did I not reach destiny? If I have followed them to swindle people's money, I could have done that, taking money out of everybody all the time and lying to you that your miracle resides in the money you give me. And build empire in Nigeria, build mansions in Nigeria and have houses all over the whole place. I could have done that. I would never have reached where I am today. I stand in a place today that many cannot stand. And God has placed me by himself. That nothing any mortal man will boast that he has. That I do not have better. But I can boast of something that is not, is not available to many. Don't follow them. They will soon perish. I can see the future. You can't. I saw the anger of God come to the church. Sweep away many people. They died one after the other. And God put them to shame. Some of them were jailed. They were so humiliated. That would bring tears to the eyes of many. The empire, the bills, they did not have peace to enjoy it. The money they stole from people, they did not live to enjoy it. I see. I see a tomorrow for the righteous where government is coming to church and begging the church to give them faithful people. Let me tell you, 
Every carrot that Satan dangles to you is poison. You must be reasonable. I want you to stand in the place I stand. At the gates of power, at the entrance of the street of gold, I want to stand in the presence of the God whom I stand. You will have nothing to shake or move you. You will not struggle to be successful if you do what I tell you. There is a way that seemeth right to man. The end of it is destruction. May the Lord keep your heart and mind. May he uphold you with his righteous right hand. My labor over you would not be in vain. You will not disappoint God. Together we will see him in glory. I want you to think. Are you a disciple of Christ? Or are you serving yourself? You know, I said to them in New Cross a few minutes ago, we had Christmas carol yesterday. It is in your calendar from beginning of the year. We are doing birthday celebration for your maker, and you are not there. Can you imagine? Can you say you love Jesus if in his birthday that people celebrate you didn't come? Oh, someone says, I just singing. Oh, there are some others who have been preparing for it. For months they have been practicing. When your family members have birthdays, you go there. If you are doing your birthdays and you invite me, you want me to be there. And we said we are celebrating the birthday of Jesus Christ. And you don't know that it's important to be there. So there are only those few who, who, who took it to heart that it is relevant to them. Is their God came. Can you imagine that? It's not a good way to treat a friend. What about prayer in the midweeks? Can someone be so busy? Don't you understand? Anybody who comes to eat the man at least forever. If we are doing Bible study and you give God the opportunity to talk to your life, it will have changed your life completely. All those attitudes should be buried. I want to say that I, I want to say this. Nobody who attends CFT church can bow their head to the devil. If anybody comes here and you go to, to people to do some power for you, it's dangerous for you to gather with me. Because heaven is visiting me shortly, you will be in fire line. If you come here, I don't want anybody who come here. Anybody who will come here must be people who do not bow their heads to idols. You will be, be messed up by God shortly, publicly. And I will be legally free from your problem. If you come here, if you are an idol worshiper or you go to, to do fetish stuff, this voodoo stuff, and you step your, your door into that place, I want to guarantee you, everything you have done for all your life, the moment you step your, your feet at the entrance of CFT, go and check them. They will not work anymore. Go and check them. I'm saying, this one, I'm not joking about it. I am saying, it. anybody hearing me on television, if you think you have a power and you think it works, you step at my door. When I'm not here, just step at the door of where I worship. 
The one who appeared to me never leaves his tabernacle. But anyone who enters here, I have told said it before all of you. I have a disclaimer over this now. Whatever your hair, your your eyes see, we will not leave you. Anyway, we will leave you here. If you manifest, we will take you outside and leave you outside for the public people to be looking at you. When we close our door, and we go. You cannot come under me and go under Satan. It's impossible. They cannot deceive you to follow them there. Except to go and preach to them. Stand upon your feet. Let me bless you. You know, when I speak deep things of God and I cry, I cry because He cried. When the Son of Man heart bleeds, he brings tears out from the eyes of mortal men. He said to Peter, love me, do you love me more than all these worlds? And Peter said, yes, I do. He said, if you do, take care of my sheep. I want to bow your heads and speak to God. Tell God, anything in me that can hinder me next year, Father, take it away from me. Pray silently to God. If when I was speaking, you saw that some things you have been doing, which Jesus, the Bible says that Satan is the one who makes people do that, you can repent and ask Jesus to forgive you. Every conduct that I read in the Bible that is of the devil, you can ask Jesus to forgive you. God wants to raise great men and women from among you, young and old, people who move in power in this country to the ends of the earth that Great Britain will send great people out again who will turn the world around with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And this church is earmarked by God. For that assignment, that you carry Jesus into your careers, into your homes, into your families. How long will you continue to procrastinate before God? Tell the Lord, help me now. I'm ready to serve you in the new year. Let the last few days of this year take, take out of me anything, any garment stained with sin. And pray and tell Jesus, use me, Lord Jesus. Empower me to serve you, to seek you, Lord God. Help me to love you with all my heart. Tell Jesus. <clears throat> Tell him. Oh, sovereign one. I pray for your people. <clears throat> 